Hey everybody, welcome to Ikinari Podcast. I'm Jesse Jace Thomas. Uh, with me is Eric Brockowitz. Hi everybody. And Matt Gibson. Oh la 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 la. Oh, Matt's greetings get more elaborate every time. <laughs> Eric, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Sorry I've been away, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to make it clear to everybody that Eric is not a guest on this show. He's one of the regulars. <laughs> but he's been busy with work. Really busy with work. Regularly yeah. absent. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's <laughs> been a month. It's been like... I mean, yeah, hopefully... Yeah, God, has it been a month? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Well, hopefully absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Absence yep. makes the heart grow brockwitz. There we go. <laughs> I don't yep. know what that means. Yep. No, uh, no, that's that's what that's what it is. That's that's what we say. Yeah. That's what they say. I hope you're not listening to this podcast to learn English because if you are, <laughs> God help Good. you. Um, let's do some top of the show business before we get into the topic here. I have a bit yeah. of sad local news, you guys. <gasps> yeah, um so there's a there's a chain of uh secondhand game uh retailers called Trader. And uh, Trader's Shinjuku store has closed. No! I've never been there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I think the Shinjuku one was my go-to like place for used, especially used uh, import games. Mm. It's a good store for that. Um, they label everything really nice, like this will or won't work on your Japanese console. Shit, now I really oh, wish wow. I had actually gone... Well, <laughs> the good news is you can still go to their Akihabara locations. Uh, oh, locations. Okay. They have two, at least two. Oh, I think okay. two stores in Akihabara. But I, I go. My my lifestyle takes me to Shinjuku a lot more often than Akihabara. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that the Shinjuku ones. He's gone. like he's living that Shinjuku life, yeah. Yeah, yo, bright lights, big skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. that's the that's the sad news. Let's go to the happy news. Uh, happy news? <laughs> happy news. Happy or, uh, depending on how you look at it, a little disappointing news. <laughs> yeah. I went to Tokyo Game Show. Yay! On on the <laughs> 23rd. Um, I don't know how I feel. I, I don't think I'm ever going to go to Tokyo Game Show again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the reaction I had the first time I went. I was like, oh, that's a thing. Well, I don't think I'm going back there. I've gone about six or seven times, and I've had that feeling every time. Like, I leave and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go to that again. Um, Especially, I don't feel like I want to go on, you know, public day. Yeah, right. If it was press day, I'm sure it would be much more interesting. Maybe. um, I don't know. Well, it wasn't all bad. I mean... What did you do, Jesse? <clears throat> I didn't do very much. When I go to Tokyo Game Show, I don't do anything. I just look at stuff. What did you look at, Jesse? And take pictures of things. Um, he said stuff. Yeah, you, been, you, didn't yeah. you hear me the first stuff. time? Um, I'll tell you what the biggest, coolest thing I, uh, was that I saw there. Uh, that would be Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that game looks pretty all right. That could be the first game that would actually convince me to play Monster Hunter. I think um, Capcom thinks that, too. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I see what you're doing. They're like, man. how do we get that Eric demographic? Right? Because, I mean, <laughs> that's what it's all about, you know? That's what they're really looking for, is how do we get more Eric's into our game? 
This our game is lacking a Brackowitz quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to raise the Brackowitz quotient. Yeah, the yeah. index. Yeah. <laughs> the, the You'd be surprised. The index. There are Brackowitzes all over the world, my friend. Um, no, so yeah, yeah, it does look cool. It looks really cool, and it looks like quite a jump up from what I'm used to in Monster Hunter. Like hmm. the I, one of the things that I always thought was kind of outdated about those games was the whole treatment of the map. And like, hey, look, I'm in area one. And then after a little <laughs> bit of loading, I'll be in area two. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. Uh, I was never fond of that. But the map, I, I didn't get to see people traveling around a lot, but it looks like it's like all connected and like seamless. Yeah, it's a seamless open world. That's a huge difference. That's yeah, way yeah. better than what it used to be. And I used to dislike how monsters would just like up and leave from the area you're in, and then you didn't know where they went. Because they could have gone anywhere. But here you can track them, can't you? Yeah. So that looks pretty good. And of course, it's Monster Hunter, so like their presence at Tokyo Game Show was probably the, the best like pavilion. Right, right. of course. The, uh, Monster Hunter's pavilion is always top-notch. I mean, but like Monster Hunter in Japan is like... Uh, it's everywhere. I it mean, is. Like, yeah, like you can't do a thing and it not be connected to Monster Hunter somehow. There was a period where... On the train, every single person I saw who had a PSP was playing Monster Hunter, and I'm not exaggerating. Like, I never saw anyone playing anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Even, like, the um, Medaru game coins, like, the game-pushing coins that I love to play, uh, like, Monster Hunter dominates those. The- you mean the, the, like, bulldozer game where you push the medals? Yeah, like, the little, yeah, the metal coins you put in, and then you're trying to, like pile them the right way so that the coins fall out. It's I, kind of like gambling, but the only thing you get are more coins to put back in. I've the never played one of those. I have an uncomfortable obsession with them. Uh-oh, do uh, we need to have an intervention? <laughs> no, no. No, it's fine. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. I can stop anytime I want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a problem. But you'd be surprised. They are a lot of fun to play. But the Maserati ones like kind of dominate the scene. Like they Really? Yeah, like, I mean, there are other ones, uh, but in terms of, like, oh, God, I'm going to, sorry, I don't want to sidetrack us. In terms of quality, the Monster Hunter ones are very popular. Oh. And that's the first experience I had with Monster Hunter. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Eric Brockowitz, metal game connoisseur. Oh, God. Aficionado. This, don't tell my mom. Yeah. That's what they're <laughs> going to put in the new Monster Hunter game. To, to raise the EB index. Yes, the EB index, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right, you're right. We need more coin piling mechanics. <laughs> um, other things I noticed at the show... So, like, over the... Uh, not including this year, like, in previous years, I thought there's this trend where mobile games are taking over Tokyo Game Show. Like, oh, the number okay. of booths of mobile developers and mobile franchises was just exploding and getting bigger and bigger. And then this year, it seemed like it shrank again. Well, <gasps> good, because they're all terrible and they should all... But oh, this yeah. year, it was almost like the whole the whole event shrank. <laughs> like, well, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, well, Nintendo's never there. So you can count on not seeing them. Like, Microsoft had a pavilion, but, like, they're not... They don't have an Xbox One pavilion. Like, they usually have a console-related pavilion at the game show. Like, Sony has the PlayStation pavilion, you know, the PlayStation 4. Um, Nothing like that. 
then like the the mobile developers that you expect to be there, the big ones, like uh, Duongo, not there. Um, GameLoft hasn't been there in years now. They haven't gone for a couple years. Gung Ho, uh, they had a booth, but it was not a Gung Ho booth. It was the Let It Die Lounge. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, that's that big thing at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, that free to play game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the it's made by Grasshopper, which is a subsidiary of Gung Ho. That's uh, uh, too confusing. Sudago, yeah, Sudago company. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the the only other big uh, mobile developer that was there, and they were man, were they ever there? Uh, was DMM. Oh, oh DMM. DMM okay. had they, this um, massive thing. They need to get off of my um, like web browsers and things. <laughs> like, can you go away, please? Those they're, ads pop up. They're blown uh, up. Uh, I did want to mention though that the thing DMM is pushing is a fr- is a uh, an IP called this is a funny name Destiny Child. <laughs> wait, wait, say that again. Destiny Child, yes. Like uh, no S, no S, but okay. very close to you know. Tell me what you think about me. That kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. But here's the cool thing: like Destiny Child looked like a one of those shitty like card based RPGs, but. You know how those card-based RPGs, they put all of their, like, resources into making the assets, like the character design, and just, like, you know, cranking that up to 11? And the yes. art in this game is by an, an artist I really like. Um, he's the guy who did the art for Magna Carta. Uh, his name is Kim, uh, Kim Hyung Tae. He's Korean. Mm. Um, really good artist and very good at drawing pretty girls. So okay, I saw that. I didn't really hang around, but I was like, "That looks pretty cool." But it's like a game that I'll just you know look at and never play. Um, the cosplay area was busted. Like, <laughs> there was in the in the last couple of years, I'd started to get used to seeing some semi-famous cosplayers. You know, cosplay celebrities. Yeah. Um, this won't mean anything to most of the people listening, probably. But there's a kind of famous cosplayer named uh, it's Non Summer Jack. There we go. Uh, okay okay just take my word for it <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't there so that's my barometer for how good was the cosplay oh, wait 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 did they have the uh the guy with the stick w- with the uh sign on it that says no upskirt photos please no the one time i did go and i was like walking around and i saw cosplayers and there was a dude standing next or they weren't cosplayers they were like i think they were booth babes they were uh-huh. like I think they were paid, but they were kind of cosplaying. They're called companion. Yeah, that's not creepy. Uh, and there was a dude <laughs> yeah. whose single job it was to stand next to them with a long, thin stick with a tiny little sign on it that just said no upskirt. Fo- I'm, I think it said no upskirt photos. Are you sure it didn't he- just say no photos? Well, no, no, because the, he wasn't holding it just up. He would only bring it out when somebody tried to go for an upskirt shot, and then he would just block the angle of the camera with his little long stick with a little sign that says "No upskirt, please." Okay. And which is the most Japanese way to like handle that situation of like he's not going to say anything to you, he's not going to like get in your face. He's just going to be like beep, <laughs> like. I yeah, don't disagree uh, with uh, having a sign that says no upskirt photos, but what sure. there was a lot of this year was just signs that said no photos. I mean... I don't get yeah. it. Why are you at the show if you don't want photos taken? That's a little strange. So a couple times I kind of tested it, 
like I'd walk up to the thing and I'd see something and I'd like hold up my camera like I was going to take a picture and someone would come up to me and say no photos. So I would just stop and I would just wait. And I'd just stand there. <laughs> and when that person walked away, I took a photo. Right. And that seemed to work cuz they can't what are they going to do? Like outnumber the number of people looking? I don't understand that. I don't what what are you showing at the show if you don't want photos taken? Yeah, that's a little confusing. Like, why is it right? I mean, you're making it public here. When they say no photos of the the companions or the people working there, that's fine. I'll I, like I sure. won't, then I won't take a photo. But I wanted to take a photo of the display. Yeah, and then they'd be like, yeah. no photos. So I'd be like, well, let's just see who wins this battle of wills. You, yeah, exactly. Like, mm, I don't think so, sir. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's rude, but. I think it is rude, but also I think it, I mean, like, that's a choice you've made. <laughs> You're like, no, nah, I'm not going to respect this rule. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they should be concerned about people take if they don't want people taking photos on press day because they don't want photos published. That's one thing. Well, I guess people on the, per, on regular day are going to do it too. Why did you, why did you bring it to the show? Like, why would this, you bring it to like, the show? Yeah. Again, if this was like, uh, if this was a dice or something where like, it's just like other. It's like main focus is other people in the industry. Yeah, um, but it's in a private location. That- right. That's fine. But like, this is a show that you are opening to the public specifically for the purpose of people seeing things. You got nothing. <laughs> you know, like there's no reason for you to not show. No, them. only you guys that come here can see it. Everyone else can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. My only interaction with Tokyo Game Show was I bought a Double Dragon t-shirt oh. from the from the Arc System Works pavilion, I should add, because they own that now. Yeah. Was Sonic the, Hedgehog walk, Sonic the Hedgehog walking around? No. That's a shame. There was no Sonic. Do you think you, didn't, you don't enjoy it because you're older now? Because I'm kind of thinking it's the same as like gigs. I used to love going to gigs all the time. And now I'm older, like, I want to go, but I'm like, I'm too old. Sorry, sorry, by gig, you mean... Music. Ah, okay. Yes. Concerts. Concerts. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't aged in the way that people, like, age from being a kid to an adult since the first time I went to Tokyo Game Show. The first time I went, I was, like, probably 25 or 26, and... Not that much changes. I mean, you you do develop as a person between <laughs> that age and now. My body's changing. Yeah. yeah, but like <laughs> since then, like you've had kids and... Yeah. Oh, you know what has changed? My patience for crowds. Like that's... Yeah. That's dwindled. <laughs> but I think, isn't that the thing though? Like honestly, when I went there, um, I went there with the wrong expectations. And uh, it is... There's not much to do like there's no i can't no man it was really hard for me to find a good reason to be there like the reasons that i can think of are uh to go play video games that are new and see them that's a terrible reason to go there because you won't yeah i waited you can play one i waited three hours to play five minutes of assassin's creed the one with the boats and (laughs) that's not acceptable like, that's not a good use of time, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, My wife and I went and waited in line two and a half hours to play, like, the same amount, like, five minutes of Dead Rising 2 a week before it came out. Right. Exactly. And it's like, I, I can't. 
I, I don't know. So I, that's why I was like, okay, I'm never doing that part again. And then, like, what are the other things to do? You can look at the booths, okay, but you can't stick around and wait for a chance to play anything or to, like, really interact with most things, unless they're, like, super indie side things, right? Which, again, so if I if you're really into indie games, into indie, haha, <laughs> um, if you're really into indie games, then maybe that would be a quality use of time because you probably actually do have time like you know they would probably like to talk to you right yeah, yeah um yeah. besides that cosplay the uh, cosplay scene is getting worse there like it used to yeah. be higher quality than it is now it's just yeah. felt really lazy this time i was like is that your costume <laughs> yeah. there was uh-huh. one guy in a really cool like full body plastic gundam suit with lights Ooh. And I was like, oh, but I didn't get a picture of it because he was walking with like a with a plate of his lunch. So I was like, <laughs> I just leave him alone. Um, I just remembered something else that was missing now. It's because one other unfortunate thing that happened this year uh, earlier in the was it this year or last calendar year? Um, Mad Cats, the company that used to make all those oh, yeah. uh, those didn't controllers. They yeah, they went bankrupt. They used to make some of the best um, arcade sticks for fighting games. And so they had this huge pavilion where there'd be a Street Fighter tournament. And it was awesome. There were all these big names there. Oh, I see. And that was gone. Now instead they had some dumb, like, keyboard company (laughs) hosting a tournament with a bunch of people I'd never seen before. Oh, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that was disappointing. Anyway, moral of the story, Jesse? Moral of the story is uh, go to Tokyo Game Show on press day? (laughs) No, I don't know. Or don't watch go. Tokyo Game Show videos on YouTube. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. By the way, those of you who are watching uh, this podcast on YouTube will have just now been watching my photos from Tokyo Game Show. Lovely. The which, ones that you were told not to take. The, the photos that I wasn't supposed to take. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what's our topic today? Today, gentlemen, we're going to talk about. Children. Oh, that's creepy. Uh, nah, nah, fuck that. I'm out. All right, Delicious they are. Nope, nope, nope. I don't have any kids. Goodbye. No, well, that's why we want your input. Yeah, Eric, you belong to that important uh, dem- demographic of people who don't have kids but still have lots of opinions about how people should raise their kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only like two or three of us out there. Like, it's pretty rare to meet somebody who doesn't have kids who thinks they know how people should raise their kids. Are you joking? I, I am indeed joking. It's because you don't <laughs> yes, have to I, I am I am indeed joking. Yes. <laughs> yes. I get it. All right. So, kids in relation to playing games? Yes. Oh. Uh, because there's the whole argument that video games rock kids' minds. Mm. But everybody knows that. They said that about TV before video games. They did say that about TV. And, and, and radio, and, and theater, radio. and books. And cave and drawings. Books. And <laughs> yeah. music. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, meh. Yeah. <laughs> so I am of the opinion that, like, obviously video games are fantastic, and they're healthy, and they help you live out fantasies, and they improve coordination, and, like reasoning and logic and honestly uh spatial spatial thinking um improves like dramatically especially with like open world games yeah absolutely they have to look at distances and stuff that aren't even real but are visualized in your brain it's amazing however i think that as a child Mm. they should have the opportunity to discover what the world has to offer them first because video games can become a bit of a crutch for kids. Yeah, yeah. 
and mm. um, like I know that as an adult, like I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't go. I just play a video game. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I've already like I'm I'm 35. I've done a load of shit. I know what the world's like outside. My my daughter's not as cynical as me yet. She can go and discover some beauty, maybe left in the world somewhere. <laughs> no, no, it's all gone. <laughs> it's all gone. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I think that video gaming should be heavily regulated while kids are young. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you guys feel? Do you think it should be regulated or just not allowed? And if you do, at what age do you think they should start playing them? Uh, I want to take away my daughter's Mario Kart license. Because <laughs> she goes on time trial mode and it takes her 15 minutes to do one lap. <laughs> wait, so wait, that's your reasoning? You're like, you're not good enough at this game. <laughs> She's bad. She's a BK. It's so frustrating to watch. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a joy to watch them play something, but it's so frustrating at the same time. You're like, oh, yeah. Watching my nephew play things, it's like, uh, just if you okay, I just push the okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're doing good. <laughs> yeah. My daughter will do the like. It takes her forever because she just goes around in circles, and then uh, she finally, like, with a lot of help, makes it to the finish line three times. And then she's like, why is the music like that? Because if you take too long, the music's like, you failed. (laughs) So, wait, so what age uh, did you, like, start letting her play video games? Well, so she doesn't really play. I mean, she's only played... So she doesn't, like, play on her own, really? No, no. She's just... She likes Mario Kart on the Wii, (laughs) the original Wii. Right. And uh, once I let her play... uh, New Super Mario Brothers, I think. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, and I used to make um, Mario Maker levels for her. Oh, that that's cute. Well, that's cute. Yeah, yeah like Aww. levels. I read an article, yeah. I think it was on, like, Kotaku or something, where this guy, like, made, like, progressively more difficult levels for his child to teach his child about, like, Mario, basically. That's so he'd really make cool. levels where you can't die. Right. And then, like, maybe levels where there's, like, one enemy or something. Right, right, right. I haven't done that in a little while. But that pretty much started kind of recently, like maybe since she turned four. Okay. I, right. I My first experience playing video games was also at age four, so I just used myself as a as a metric. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, for me, um, I think, yeah, heavily regulated makes sense uh, because I sound, I guess I sound old, but uh, <laughs> like... Video games are big medicine, you know? Like, um, and I think it's easy for us to forget how attractive and addictive. Yeah, addictive they can be. I mean, like, honestly, there's like like a lot of things, you know? Mm. TV can be the same way, right? Like Monster Um, Hunter metal stacking. Yeah. Oh, don't even get me started. Uh,. And uh, the only thing that's better than the Monster Hunter one is the Hakuto no Ken uh, uh, Fist of the North Star one. Uh, <laughs> metal metal game. Yeah, 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 metal game. <laughs> it, it's truly amazing. Truly amazing. Um, does he go like, ah, da, 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 and the metal just comes so does, up. and you have to tap the little button to get the bonus points when he goes, ah, da, 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 da. it's great. Um, <laughs> oh pe- people look at you like you're insane. Um... Yeah. 
Right. But like, you know, also like just like candy is, you know, something that I can say no to as a 33 year old man. But mm. I couldn't say no to it for like yeah. I'll just eat until I got sick. Mm hmm. You know, and like then eat some more, yeah. right? And then, like yeah. after I was done being sick, I'd be like, "Look at that candy over there!" <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, you know, just like when you are, you know, fourteen or fifteen, and have your first, you know, alcohol and drink way too much at your friend's house because you don't know. Wh- what amounts of alcohol you're supposed to mix with orange juice? Hey, speak for yourself. I was a good teenager. I. I mean, again, I learned quickly, (laughs) but like, you know, you don't know, right? And without a guiding hand to be like, um, in, and without a guiding hand to say in the moment, no, you shouldn't do that. And no, you can't do that. Like you being, having been told once isn't always helpful in the, the 10 second decision moments, right? Um, so yeah, I think, I think regulation is probably key for kids. Well, I guess, like you said, video games are addictive because of the escapism aspect, I guess. And kids have really active imaginations anyway, but I don't want their imagination to be dulled by the visuals on offer. I totally agree. Right. It's the same thing. Like kids can't like taste like fruits because they're so used to all this compacted sugar that like yeah they're like you know you give them an like you know a banana an orange, yeah, yeah and they're like nah, this is boring you're like seriously an so orange is boring to you <laughs> like <laughs> well american kids yeah. are like that yeah yeah, yeah. my daughter yeah, likes ja- wagashi what's wagashi? Oh, okay. you know japanese, japanese sweets, sweets with like bean paste oh and yeah stuff. <laughs> right 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 yeah, yeah so yeah i think video games yeah can be the same way right in terms of yeah so like you would have no problem letting a child play games, but as long as it was like you've done some other stuff, you have some hobbies, cool, you can play for a little bit. Uh, yeah, and also I think I I kind of should be there. Yeah? like So not uh, there has to be, like, supervised playtime. I think I would want... Super, I, I think the steps that I would go through would be no playtime to you can watch me play this game to... We can, you can play, you can hold the controller while a game is played, you know, like, while, uh, yeah, yeah, like my, like me looking over your shoulder. Like, I want, it, I think it should be a social thing so that it's connected to other people. Yeah. Um, and that, that is just the way that a board game is, you know, connected to other people, that it's like a special thing and that the people are the thing that makes it more interesting so that you're not connecting it as much to like, Solo, Look at the graphics. Isolationist. Right, yeah. And like I don't want it to be comfortable for you to sit in a corner by yourself and play video games. Because that's what I do. And I'm I can make that decision at thirty three years old. And I can yeah. also decide, hey, I need to stop doing this. Yeah. Right? And I also made that decision in my younger days and now kinda wish I hadn't. So Right. There are definitely times where I'm like, ooh, that probably wasn't healthy. Um mm. and yeah. So all right, so Together, I think it's probably clutch. Um, My daughter's then, still... She, she, like, actually, she prefers to watch me play games more than she likes to play them now. Oh. Right. And the funny thing is, uh, she'll often say, like... She'll say, Daddy no game and me die. Like, I want to watch you play your game. Right. And right, by, yeah. by Daddy no game, what she means is, like, old games. Like Mega Man. Oh, okay. She wants oh, to watch cool. me play, like, emulated, like, NES games. <laughs> 
talk more about this. I don't know. It's like, you know, any kid can see the difference between, like, uh, you know, graphic styles, right? Like, this mm. game looks real, or this game looks cartoony, this game looks, you know, different than that. And I showed her, you know, she's played Mario Kart for the Wii because it has a kind of a one-to-one uh, control. Like, right. the yeah. steering wheel, you just turn it while pushing A, and you go or pushing the 2 button or whatever it is, and you move forward. Um, but I showed her the original Mario Kart for the Super NES. And I said, this is, this is the first Mario Kart. And she was interested in that, too. She didn't play it, but... Um, she doesn't. By the way, that game is superior to all other Mario Karts, and they can all go to hell. What the first one? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, it's tr- really it's gold. I fucking love that game. I have a hard time with the whole like mode seven like graphics where you can't see very far ahead because everything just gets all pixelated. Everything turns into lines. Yeah, yeah. No, it's part of the challenge, Jesse. It's part of the challenge. Got to memorize the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just really like that game. Anyway, but um, it's like she doesn't discriminate on like based on quality. Yeah, that's cool about kids. It's not like, oh, that game looks crap. It's like, oh, this game looks different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's well, like yeah, one of the reasons nice. why like Minecraft is so like I I was amazed by how badly my nephew wanted to play Minecraft and Terraria. Um, <laughs> and I mean like every time he uses my phone, he looks for like anything related to Minecraft or Terraria. And it's always like he always tries to download like some, you know, like like app that is a that is a like a a companion app or whatever that's like oh this app will tell you about all the tools that are in Minecraft or something but like and I was like really this is what's this is what's doing it for you and uh, yeah at first when you said on your phone I thought you meant like he was like checking your your photo album like where are your sweet mi- your sweet Minecraft <laughs> screenshots <laughs> yeah. yeah right I know you got them somewhere yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, like, uh, thinking about it, I'm wondering if that has a connection to why we make cartoons for kids, you know? I think it's maybe it's the same reason that Lego is so popular with kids. Yeah. Like, kids just love to create. But also, like, uh, the creating part, yeah, Legos are the shit, that's why. Um, But, like, aside from that, like, for instance, why is the Lego movie, why are the Lego movies so popular, right? Um, because essentially, to me, what I found is like the the Lego movies or the Lego video games even are kind of the opposite of what's great about Lego. Like, those are great things, and like I, I was, I I can't believe that I actually liked the Lego movie as much as I did. It was. Uh, actually, I need to see uh, it. It was actually it's legitimately a decent movie, uh, which is weird and kind of uncomfortable. Um, but that's passive Lego. You know, like, it's super weird that that's the direction they're headed. And more than the building, like, for instance, getting away from Lego, because Lego's awesome and kind of too good to be a good measure. Um, Like, just normal-ass cartoons uh, are usually... I'm not talking about, like, anime and, like, you know, developed things, but, like, you know, just kids' Saturday morning cartoons aren't really all that amazingly animated usually no and no, not, aren't yeah. and are pretty simplistic and uh aren't all that close to reality and things but kids fucking love them whereas if you showed them like you know some some an- well even even let's say ghibli right people love ghibli still 
But I, I'll bet that kids like have to like be prepared for a Ghibli movie. That like it's like mm. it really depends on the movie. Yeah, yeah. like Ponyo, Ponyo's for little kids. That's true. That's true. They yeah. Love it. Okay. Yeah. And they're going to be like, spir- I want to watch sp- Ponyo again. Spirited away, my kids didn't. They were like, meh. That sucks. That's a tough movie to understand. Well, but understanding yeah, like, what's happening, I don't understand. But in Ponyo, they're just like, Ponyo, yeah, let's watch Ponyo. Come on, Ponyo, 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 Ponyo. Okay. Ponyo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the others, yeah, not so much. I, I guess there is an audience. Maybe Ponyo is definitely aimed at. I mean, I, yeah. Like, when I think about it, it's like, okay, yeah, that's pretty clear that it's. You could probably put the Ghibli movies on like a spectrum of like the age that they're appropriate for, with sort of like mm. Princess Mononoke kind of being Princess Mononoke, and maybe um, The Wind Rises being yeah, that's to the to the right, and then Ponyo being on the far left, right? Or Totoro is down there too. Totoro, yeah, that's the king of kids' Ghibli movies. Yeah, I'm just I'm fascinated by the idea that that your daughter is more interested in emulations of old nes things um it's kind of funny though like my kids like i bought them lego worlds Mm -hmm. oh yeah i was gonna ask you about this that was like okay i'm gonna get this as like their first game they can play without me like i'll be around but they can play it like they they don't achieve anything within the game but i mean that's not really the reason i bought it they just have fun doing stuff like, because they can't die, really. So kind of like they would if they were outside. Yeah. Except for they can die outside. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> sorry, that was dark. Uh, but no, no, but it's true. No, but outside right, is right. dangerous, right? There's yeah, yeah. cars and shit. But, like, but just like they would, you know, just do stuff, right? Just they do stuff. They wouldn't be like a, some goal that needed to be attained. Hmm. I mean, there are things like if they walk into hot lava, they will die. And so they learn, okay, I can't stand there. That's bad. And I mean, there are lessons that they can learn, which is good. But the game's harmless. So I feel really comfortable, like, oh, I need to go do stuff. You're all right. Cool. Has it held their Um, attention? Yeah. Oh, it really does. And then I can hear them laughing and giggling with each other. (laughs) Again, which is really pretty social. It's really nice. Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty social. Because if you let them play in a room, they'll usually end up arguing about something. <laughs> so this like kind of connects them, which is cool. That is really cool. Uh, sorry, I meant like, has it held their attention over the long term? Like, do they still play it? Oh, they still play it. Oh, and okay. they're still like, can we play Lego? Can we play Lego? Hmm. But what my kids really want to play is fighting games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is uh, the design right? Yeah. Yeah. I know no, the character the character design. Which brings me on yeah. to the next point I want to ask about kids and video games is what kind of video games do you think kids should play? Do you have uh like oh no violence or nothing that's overly sexualized or do you just like uh for me it's just the world. I'm like as long as I'm there to explain it, I don't really care so much. Yeah, I think it's really going to depend on the kid. Uh, yeah, and like I was trying to think of like last night while I was preparing for this, I was trying to think of ways to because like okay, age isn't a great way for me in my head to separate things because I think kids are going to mature at different speeds and like yeah, uh, just the idiosync like maybe your kid's like a little little too violent <laughs> like maybe maybe I don't <laughs> want to actually encourage you to like try these moves out <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but like you know. 
uh, I was trying to think of like ways to separate it in my head. And I was trying to think of like what would, what would, what like kind of behaviors would I identify or would help me identify that this kid was ready for or whatever, right? Oh, oh, okay. So mm. that's <laughs> tough. Yeah. Well, and then I didn't have an answer after that, and I was like, yeah, maybe because this? that's maybe yeah. a bit beyond this. I think that's because like because we, we have kids, we know them. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if you had a kid, you'd know them. Sure, sure. Yeah. But um, just for example, like, I don't have a problem showing my kids, like, violence in a video game. Because I can just tell them it's not real. Like, it's a good way to experience all the things that in the world would be horrible to experience. So that you can understand them better. Um, and I'm not so bothered about, like, sexuality. Because I just say, well, it's part of life again and explain it to my kids but if it gets a bit too violent or a bit too sexual like i won't play the witcher around my kids <laughs> right yeah because it's like cutting people in half and then cutting like, people in half and then and having then sex with them oh boning them. yeah Jesse. basically oh, oh i was gonna go back to that game <laughs> i uh i feel like um a big like a big step that I'm not ready to cross with my daughter in video games is letting her watch first person games basically of any kind. Um, okay. Because I just, I don't, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like that's a big, that's a big like intensity threshold. Mm. Like, like oh, this is you through. versus yeah. like, yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I mean, I guess, no, nah, I shouldn't say of any kind, because I think I have played uh, Mirror's Edge in front of her, mm. and n- okay. n- none of the parts that involve, like, uh, fighting, just the parts that were, like, jumping and climbing. Ah, cool, yeah. yeah. But, like, Overwatch is too much. Um, there's too much going on. For one thing, it's just sensory overload, uh, and I don't want, like, to make her poor little brain just explode. But also, it's like there's, it's too fast and there's too, it's too visceral. It's not very visceral as games go, but for a kid, I think it is. Like, look yeah. at here's my hands, and my hand is holding a gun, and ba 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 ba, and I just and I'm spinning around looking at stuff. Yeah, and, like yeah, taking it all in, and yeah, kids aren't very good at that. I think they need to look slowly at stuff. Mm. If if I take real world experience of children and apply it to, could they do this in a video game? It's like, no. Like, I can barely get my kids to look left and right before crossing a road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I've had the interesting situation of, like, I have, I suddenly have kids in my life without having made them. Like, I've got a nephew what, and a niece. What, was there an immaculate conception or something? No, no, no. I just, I, I got married. You just and ordered I, them in the post. I, yeah, yeah, I acquired a nephew and niece. Um, <laughs> and actually, I acquired three nephews and one niece, but the brother and sister uh, who are, I think, nine and 12. Um, and I've known them for a couple years now. Um, and so, like, they come over and hang out. You know, like, and I see them on a semi-regular basis. And, of course, one of the things when they do, like, you know, I'm the guy who has video games in the family. Yeah, you're the guy who has PSVR. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. I did let my nine-year-old nephew try PSVR because I was like, it's too cool a thing for me to not let you try it. (laughs) Uh, But then also I read online, they're like, you know, we're not really sure how this affects children. And I was like, oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> like you're, uh, mm, uh, I probably thanks, should. Uncle Eric. Yeah, yeah. you giving me permanent like brain. Pro- I, I I really actually could see it being not good for people. Um, so I stopped letting them do that. You let but, him play Resident Evil Seven? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. <laughs> um, no, actually, so and that I Batman game that was too scary for you. <laughs> yeah, it was too scary. Uh, but like, so I've actually found that like. Uh, with these particular kids, their self policing is surprising. They're, they've been like, I don't think I'm, I don't think this is okay for me. And not like my mom wouldn't let me do this, but like, I don't think that I should play this. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, you want to do a different right. game? Put Mortal yeah. Kombat back in the box then. Yeah, right? Yeah. So um, that was kind of cool. I don't know if they're just, like, really patient kids. Oh, there are good but... kids in the world. <laughs> There's a couple. Yeah. <laughs> um... My daughter is really good at um, identifying what her mother would and wouldn't approve of. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah. when she came home... I mean, that's an important skill. <laughs> yeah. She came home once, like, her mom brought her home from preschool, and I was in the living room playing Overwatch. And one of the first things she said was, like, Mom wouldn't be happy that you're playing this. <laughs> <laughs> in Japanese and her mom hadn't come in the house yet so I was like yeah you're right let's turn it off <laughs> nice nice yeah good so nice kid like watching out for, for pops watching like out that. for dad yeah I, I think yeah. she's dad. also just like you know responding to the way she knows her like she's heard her mother say like oh I don't like you playing that in front of her or right, she right, shouldn't right. do that or you know she knows what's what's been deemed appropriate and not appropriate for her by well, her kids, mom kids are pretty good at figuring out what's like yeah for lack of a better word like where the beatings come from you know like <laughs> like i mean I, you know that's not the, where that's, the boundaries are eric right i don't know for me it was beaten uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh i got pretty good at it. i didn't that didn't mean i didn't do those things but i wasn't surprised when i got slapped for it um yeah. thanks mom by the way good looking out i'm I turned out well, um, but but yeah, like uh, it's funny how much self policing can happen. Oh no, you know? yeah, totally. Considering and then like watching that also break down of like the like okay, I know I shouldn't, but I really want to, <laughs> and like uh, I'm gonna do it. Um, it's kind of fascinating, but again. What worries me more about kids and video games is when it's kids and the world of video games with no guidance from an adult. Right? Yeah. And it's not that they couldn't play a game by themselves, but just when it's like, all right, well, here you go. Figure out which game do you want to play. You know, like when the kids are deciding what games they're going to play in a, vacu- in a vacuum away from adults, when it's just kids talking about the things. I'm like the things that I want, like that, like other kids in my, you know, class wanted to play that or had that I was like, oh, that's so cool or whatever. And I'm really glad my mom didn't let me get those games. That I was, I would not have been, I would, I don't think they would have been healthy for me, right? Um, but you know, I had kids, I had friends whose parents were a little bit more hands off about that because they were like, I don't know, video games, whatever. My parents extended a huge amount of trust uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like I was a teenager when I'll bring up Mortal Kombat again, mm. so Mortal Kombat came out and then and Mortal Kombat I saw in the arcade before my parents knew what it was, of course, because that's the way it always goes, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then one day uh, we went to uh, we were on some car trip and we um, 
Do you know what an oasis is? Like on the highway? I know what a rest stop is. Yeah, it's like that, but it's above the highway. It's like uh, around the Chicago oh, yeah. area, there are these elevated uh, rest stops that are a bridge over the highway with restaurants in it. Yeah, yeah, you um, got them in, in Oklahoma, too. Okay. Um, so we were in one of those, and while everyone was finishing lunch, I walked over and found this Mortal Kombat machine, and I was playing it. And then my dad, it was on the, the pit stage. And uh, right before I lost and got knocked into the pit, my dad showed up, and I was like, oh, you might not want to watch. And then he was like, ah, <laughs> onto spikes. <laughs> and my, my dad's reaction was like, God. <laughs> <laughs> So he knew what Mortal Kombat was, but then when Mortal Kombat 2 came out and they made this big deal about it, like about Mortal Monday, you know, the the commercials were running, Mortal Kombat, those commercials. I remember. Yeah, that song that everybody calls those, the I'm Mortal sorry, Kombat theme, but, but it's not. That Yeah, but that was a great commercial. Like, I didn't like the game Mortal Kombat at all and had no interest in playing it, but I fucking loved that commercial when I was a kid. Yeah. So then the night before it came out uh, on the news... Of the evening news, they were like, tomorrow is the release of Mortal Kombat 2, the controversial game, when blah, 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 blah. And my mom was like, you're going to buy that, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And then my yeah. one of my parents said something like, y- you know that that game's ridiculous, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> and that was yeah, right. about the end of it. That was like right. the only discussion we had about the violence in Mortal Kombat. So my parents were very trusting to me. But they obviously knew you as a person. Right. And, yeah. By and then, like, I was like seventeen already, or something. So. Right. And like, the, but like again, the fact that the all it takes is the little check in of like, by the way, you know, this is like total insanity, right? And you're like, yeah, no, I know. It's like, okay, you're referencing an earlier conversation or earlier things that have kind of happened through your life, right? Yeah. That have allowed them to be like, okay, Jesse's got it, right? Yeah. But again, like they've already done the guiding stuff, and maybe like they weren't play, playing games with you, but like they. Had, for how, however they did it, they imparted to, to you a decision-making process that they feel comfortable with, you know? Yeah, or they gave up. <laughs> or there's that. Yeah. Because, I mean, you were 17. Like, what else are we going to do now? Yeah. <laughs> well, there, I, I sometimes feel like uh, I like um, I didn't take their their guidance to heart when it came to policing myself playing games. I'm not blaming them. Um, I'm, I blame myself because like they tried to you know tell me like you gotta like limit the amount of time you spend playing games and i was like yeah whatever (laughs) yeah i mean that's how i was then like i that's how i attempted to be but uh i yeah i didn't have much of the option like my mother's like well the tv's out here and no you can never have a tv in your room and i was like oh okay so i was like i was mad sneaky about trying to like figure out ways to play that like were I don't know where she couldn't catch she hadn't, couldn't figure out that I had like you know yeah. access the the thing or whatever one thing though actually she was she was really smart in that uh, I have really hard time waking up in the morning always still and uh, one way she was, she got me to wake up she was like if you wake up early enough and <sighs> take a shower and get ready you can play games before we go to school and I was like <sighs> Oh, okay. Mom's and that actually game worked. is too strong, right? Like that actually yeah. worked. I I was like hopping out of bed game early food. for a while. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. She she fucking played me. Yeah, <laughs> I just had a memory okay. of like being about ten years old and playing Berserk on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, like after everybody else had gone to bed. 
<laughs> in the living room. Wait, you were like, 10 oh. years old playing an Atari? I th- I might have been. You're not that much older than me. Come on. I'm on 39. Yeah, I'm 34. Wait. Almost. Yeah, because uh, it was... Well, hold on. I might not have been 10. Cause yeah, I don't think you were 10, dude, because I have never seen an Atari with my eyes. I was very really? late to get an NES, though. Um, uh, so we had an Atari until... I wish I could remember what year we got the NES. I don't really remember. But, um, yeah, we were behind, at least by a couple of years. Wow. So do you think that those experiences you had then were helped shape how you deal with video games with your kids uh, and your kids in the future? They'll influence it, but I don't know if they're a help. Wait, so but influence it what, in what way? Well, because, Are you going to like be I more said, like your parents? or No, like, like I said earlier that I used myself as a, a metric. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, though, I'm probably pr- going to be more careful with my daughter than I actually perceived my parents being with me. Yeah. Just because, like, I feel like, oh, I can't let my daughter be raised, like, the way I ended up. Not not the way I was raised, because, again, I don't blame my parents, but, like, I was sometimes defiant or, you know, sort of uh, dismissive of, mm, of their... My, their well-intentioned, you know, guidance. But they offered guidance, like, distantly, yeah? They weren't, like, engaging in the activity. Well, like, they weren't gamers, right? right? Not for the most part. I think that's a core difference between how our generation was raised considering video games and how we're going to be raised. Although, my sister and I and my dad did have, like, a high-energy, like, Dr. Mario thing going on, like, (laughs) tournament kind of thing. Yeah. I I will say, my mother stole my my, uh, uh, Game Boy and... (laughs) Played Tetris, played the fuck out of Tetris. Played it so much, and then she broke it. And then she felt really bad about it, and she bought me a Game Gear. And I was like, sweet. A Game Colors. Gear. Oh, Dude. shit. Colors, bro. Yeah, backlit Colors. screen and everything. Yeah. You could play Sega Master System games on it. You could. If you wanted. It was really hard to. Yeah, I, I, uh, actually, I, I played Echo the Dolphin, uh, with the Sega Master System converter thingy. Matt and I was, talked about that game a little bit last week. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I why that game was a thing. Um, go. I, I talked about it last so week, but weird. look up the history of it, because it's messed yeah, it's up. it's nuts. Matt, did you watch that? Yes. Like, wait, you mean like the history of how it got made, or like... Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I'll say the in-game logic is also really fucking weird like yeah even for video games essentially (laughs) it's more about aliens than it is about anything else and ah it's so weird that fucking game anyway i i didn't like own an actual console uh until the first console i bought myself at age 12 or 13 oh you bought yourself you had that much expendable income at that age i had a job yo i had a job i was uh i was like acting in a professional play and oh they did not pay they did not pay me very much well no (laughs) because you were an actor yeah yeah exactly uh and i was a child um but like they didn't pay me a lot but again i don't have any expenses so uh right essentially my mother was like you have to save at least half of what you make and i was like okay and then I had enough for an N64. And I was like, sweet. Wow. Nice. So all the other like games, I was always playing at other people. All right. That's my, the, my mother's main action was, 
You are free to play video games at your friends' houses. No, I'm not paying money for you to have a video game system. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's probably fair. Um, which, again, made games very social for me. Like, like Final Fantasy, I have really good memories of watching. Uh, mm, I watched and, a lot of that, too, at my friend's yeah, house. And um, uh, Secret of Mana, I have amazing memories. Because that was the first game time that my friend was like, hey, we can play this game together. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, Stick uh, with the original, yeah. by the way, because the remake looks ugly as shit. Oh, yeah. that sucks. It's got these dumb 3D characters. I don't like it. Oh, god damn it. Why would they do that? The whole... Nah, anyway, just ruined that. But yeah, so, <laughs> like, I didn't really have the option to play many video games. But then when I did, um, you know, they were... She, she did let me have a Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And I could have like Mario and Tetris, and but did she ever sit around with you and while you were playing watch? Not much. No, that's hard to do uh, with yeah, a Game Boy. You got to look yeah, right over the shoulder. Yeah. And then I, when would, I, st- I don't know. I did it like I used to watch my brother mm. like crane my neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But again, like she wasn't particularly interested in video games. No. Now, had I been really into comic books, that would have been a different thing because my mother is really into comic books. And Uh. like, actually, I was pretty much. I I just read her entire collection of Superman comic books. Wow. Awesome. It was awesome to have. Um, You have a cool mom. She is really cool. You should meet her one time. Um, Just one time. Yeah, only once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, But yeah, so... So I'm curious how that will affect how like how we raise our kids just because like we are into the thing. You know? mm-hmm. Like for instance, okay, so how my mother was with comics, you know, like if I had sat around and just read comics all the time, that would have probably not been okay. But yeah. like you know, she would recommend them to me and tell and talk to me about what had happened in them and like yeah, know, talk about it, and which right. really helps engage. Yeah. yeah. I think I have a theory about it, which is that um, just limiting, sorry, just limiting games won't really work because if you make, if you, when you set up like prohibition, Mm. you create demand. Yeah. So like, if I say like, you're not allowed to do this thing, then the kid's like, oh, really? Why not? Oh, really? Mm. What's so good? What's so great about that? Yeah. Yeah. And then when they get, (laughs) when they get free, you know, when they get old enough to be free and do it, they might do it a complete ton. Yeah. Yeah. So scarcity, scarcity like drives up the value of anything, right? So what I think people should do instead, what parents need to do is make sure that their kids are really interested in other stuff. Mm. And with my daughter, we're, we're so far we think we're on the right track because she loves reading, mm. and she's really into uh, you know Zukang, um, illustrated encyclopedia like dictionaries, kids dictionaries. Uh, those are fucking cool, dude. They are. I don't know how I didn't get obs- obsessed with those when I like I liked big picture books about like robots in space and stuff, but like I didn't. I can't believe I didn't fall into giant illustrated encyclopedias because that's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, and the great thing is they sell them by theme. So like whatever your kid right, right. is into, yeah. there's a, there's a zukan about that. Like my uh, my daughter has one about the human body, and one about uh, fish. Right. Nice. And um, yeah. those are two of her like big topics, and she'll just read about those. And you know she's four, so it's like she's 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 just a constant spring of questions 
Right. Like, yeah. why is this? And why is this happen? And mm. <laughs> which is a lot of work to answer those questions. But that's so cool, bro. Like, that's so much like mental yeah. work going on. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's, I'm hoping that like having stuff that preoccupies her, other mm. than games, will naturally temper the amount of games she wants to play. That's probably yeah. Like everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that though the real problem with all the things that kids do too much? Is that they just do it too much. Right. It's like <laughs> that like kind of somebody was like, Oh fuck, I'm tired. Oh, just go play that game. Or like, Oh fuck, I'm tired. Oh, just watch that TV. Oh, just leave me alone. Um but if you're like, Yeah, no, here, here is a million things that you are interested in doing. Go, enjoy. Then yeah. Yeah. At the age that my daughter's at, kids wanna do everything. Like mm, they yeah. want to, to do everything they can do. Um you ask them what job they want to do, and they want to do every job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. And then every other job the next day. Yeah. yeah. I actually never stopped being like that. Like, I still have no idea what I want to be. I was like, oh, actually, I want to be a marine biologist. Uh, actually, I'm going to be a, an astronaut. Uh... <laughs> That's how you were just last week? Yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. An astronaut? Yeah, that was, that was earlier today. No, I totally agree, Jesse. Like, that is like yeah keeping that's why i think the imagination thing with video games it can dull it like it'll dull their imagination whereas if you keep opening new doors to them mm-hmm. yeah yeah so there's nothing besides um first person things which are difficult to control are there any types of games you wouldn't let kids play uh i mean it's like you said you have to like gauge when they're ready for it right so I don't think my daughter's ready for fighting games yet, just because uh, I know if she sees too much fighting, she'll start being violent. Like that's oh, the way she okay. is. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have a lot of other like like lines drawn. It's just like I have these in my head. I have these like a big handful of things: first person, uh, fighting, shooting. Mm. Yeah, I think when when you get to killing things, yeah, and it being casual that of the that killing other people is a casual thing um like uh honestly destiny like just the amount of like people that you're just like casually slaughtering uh is is like maybe isn't the i don't know no it's that's not good for like i I feel like that can be confusing in terms of like core values of like uh, can kind of devalue can, like when when not like I'm not I don't mean desensitized to violence but like can kind of um, devalue the importance and reality the realness of people around you I feel mm-hmm. and like I'm wondering like kind of like the like the internet the whole anonymity on the internet can do the same thing of like like ah uh, whatever i'm not going to interact with you anymore so i can say mean things to you and it doesn't matter oh that you just described me on the internet yeah yeah but like but i'm wondering if like you know like the casual slaughtering of people also might kind of have this a similar effect not that you're going to go kill people but that you like it reduces yeah. your empathy yeah maybe i don't know i this is a tested theory i think a lot of things like, can no. reduce people i feel empathy. like matt, i feel like matt disagrees uh, I don't know. Again, though, maybe it's just because of my daughter. Maybe other people's kids, they couldn't do it. But my my daughter asked me, like, why? Why are you doing this? 
which I think was a good point to be like, okay, well, why do you think I'm doing it? To have a conversation about it. Daddy, why was, are you killing the fallen? Yeah, why are you killing all why these did, people? What did they do to you? That's <laughs> not how your daughter talks. It's a little bit. It's a little bit how she does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Some I guess some. It depends on the kids, like you said. But mine gets it. She's like, "Why do you play video games?" I'm like, "Because it's like I can do things I can't do in real life." I That's really like, like that explanation. Yeah. And uh, she she got it. I was like, "You wouldn't walk around and punch people in the face in real world, would you?" She's like, "No." I'm like, "Why?" Because they cry and they'd be angry. Is this your older exactly. daughter? My eldest, yeah. She understands consequences, and I'm like, but playing video games is a way to meet aliens and then punch aliens. <laughs> would, would you punch an alien if you saw one? And she went, if he looks scary. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, cool. so you're starting yeah. to, yeah, you've got this. I'm fine, happy. So you know, you've taught your your child xenophobia. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, are you guys ready for? Uh, do yes. this. Do this. Oh, wait. I have a good one. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you do. Can you go first, Eric? Because I, I can't remember what mine was. I have several, but the like, I keep... I keep Save them up. Save them up. So, yeah. I've got, it's one. been a month, so I've got a lot built up. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to go with the most recent one. Um, if you like science uh, science fiction... Were you about to say science fiction? I thought you were going to say science I was gonna fiction. Say, uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I was like, <laughs> sci-fi, science fiction. Anyway. <laughs> Um, if yeah, if you like sci-fi stuff, um, and you like sci-fi books, I've got a good one for you. This was it was popular maybe two years back, maybe a year ago, two years ago. Um, but it's a little bit hard science fiction, and then a little bit not like in the and when we say hard science fiction, it means like based in like real at science. Least, at least yeah, at least somewhat real like realistic science uh the first i want to say two-thirds or three-quarters of the book uh is like based really is really down to earth in the sense of it's all nasa stuff so not so down to earth haha anyway um you haven't told us the title it is seven eaves seven eaves yeah it's a really good book uh, there is one of the main characters is very clearly Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, it's not. He's got a. He's like it's called Doc Doc Dubois or something. But like it's it's so clearly Neil deGrasse Tyson that um, yeah. Anyway, but it, it's it's a fascinating thing. Uh, the it's it's not like pew 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 laser guns everywhere. It's you know, uh, and I'll just get I'll just give you the setup and and not tell you any of the other things about it, but like essentially um, the, the, the thing that you, the, the, the like fantasy thing that you have to just accept is that they they never try to explain is like out of nowhere, suddenly um, the moon kind of explodes hmm. and it's uh, what happens after that in the next couple of years and past that. Uh, and it's a lot, a lot of it takes place on the international space station and it's really interesting. Do you know the author? Uh, it is, oh no, something Stevens. Uh, even Stevens, seven even Stevens. You're right, you're right. That's what it was. That's How did you know? Now his name is Neil Stevens? Stephens? Yeah, I just found it. Stevenson. Stevenson. Oh, sorry, the bookmark. And seven eaves is one word. 
Um, so it looks yes, like seven nevers. But it doesn't have... Seven nevers. But it doesn't... Holy shit, that's a palindrome. Uh, seven eaves is a palindrome. It's the same backwards and forwards. Oh, that's weird. I've never noticed. This is the second time reading this book, and I never noticed that. Yeah. But the title actually really comes out, like, makes a lot of sense by the end of the book. And it changed, and the, the whole book changes dramatically at a certain point, and it's really good read. Uh, I recommend the audiobook Kindle version where you can read along and listen. Uh, there was a TV show that had a really similar plot to that. Really? Yeah. And it was. What oh, the fuck? Impact? Hmm. Like a ro- an asteroid hits the moon or something, and it's right. uh, I think it's this one, and it's like um, it's like super dense or something. It's like a a red dwarf or something right, hits right. the moon, and it it brings the moon closer to the Earth or uh-huh. something. And the the tides wipe out civilization. <laughs> but yeah, basically everything just sort of goes bad. I think it was just like a really short one season thing. Where the fudge did I watch it? But when you were describing it, that's all I could think of in my head. Impact, 2009. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Okay. Yeah, I would like to check that out then. Yeah, it was kind of, I think... this book is great. Some people were like, meh, but I kind of enjoyed the, the story. Right, right, right. Um, I'll jump on this science fiction bandwagon with my Do This. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's also a book. The title is Altered... Carbon, mm. and it's by Richard K. Morgan, and it is a hard-boiled kind of future science fiction detective book. Wait, say that again? Sorry. A uh, hard-boiled science fiction book that t- takes place in the future. I, okay, yeah, I can get down with that. Yeah, and it's, um, so it's like a little pulpy, mm. but... Uh, it takes place in this w- world where um, people's brains can be stored on a, a little uh, a little memory thing and tr- put into another body when they die. Sweet. So the result of that is that rich people live forever because they can afford like the next body and the next body. And the only way to kill someone is to destroy that. It's called a cortical stack. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's actually the first in a trilogy, I think. Sorry, this is a book? It's a book. Title is Altered Carbon. And I believe it's being adapted into a movie as we speak, but it's been in the works for quite a while. Sweet. That is dope. Uh, yeah, I would like to live in a world where at least rich people get to live forever, because then they'd be around, they'd have to stick around for the consequences of their actions. Well, I mean, they could choose not to. Probably. Well, yeah, but who's gonna? I mean, like, you know, I don't. Nobody wants to die, so they'd be around to be like, oh, I guess climate change is a thing, huh? Son of a bitch. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Who'd who'd have thunk it? Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Matt, what about you? Um, I was. uh, I had something, and it's gone. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. after. Just when Eric was like, I've got something, yeah, I've been building it up. And I was like, yeah, I've got something too. And then you guys are talking and now it's... it's, it's Have we already remember. talked about washlets? Is that... We already done... Oh, no, but everybody should do that. Everybody mm, should no, do that. No, they shouldn't. Tell it's us weird. about washlets, Matt. It's no. super not weird. 
It's the it best weird. thing in the world. No, it isn't. What are you it, talking if about? If you want you something clean, you better use water. Yeah. It's, at the very okay. least. If, if I told you to wash your hands with paper, <coughs> would you? No. That's super weird. Wash your but hands I'm with not, water. But I'm not washing my butt, am I? I'm wiping it. Yeah, but imagine if you could wash it. Imagine in a world where in a you world. can wash. But it sprays so anyway, wait, hold the water on. Let's talk about what a wash force. Hold on. Let's talk you about can adjust the force. You can adjust the force. But it still force. feels weird. Who sprays water at their asshole? I do. Me. Yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> like, it's great. Especially in the winter when it's warm. Oh, no. It's so good. Oh, uh, it's like reverse diarrhea. <laughs> No, you don't have to like enema yourself. Although that can help uh, sometimes too, you know. No, you had too much on. cheese the previous day. It depends. Or How's that? You know, how you feeling back there? No, no. So, all right. Just to make it clear for people who don't live in Japan, a washlet is a little addition to your. It's like a toilet seat that you that a lot of people in Japan have. That's usually heated. It's and, standard. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty standard now. Um, like it's it's heated in the winter. It's uh, it not makes, in my house. It makes a sound if like the, to cover any disgusting noises you're making. If you want that, which I think is hilarious, uh, it's like a, there's a little music note button. Yeah, which I always thought was like, is it gonna play music? It's like, called doo-doo-doo. that's called otohime, the sound princess. Yeah, yeah. it's because it's for sound it's, princess. Yeah, it's supposed to be for the for uh, the women's toilet. For yeah, for farty ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lady fart. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't really care for got... the heated seat, though. I'll be honest. I usually turn yeah, that off. I don't. Um, I care for it on very low settings because uh, it's just nice to sit down to a nice little warmed. Hmm. But yeah, but the heated water is clutch. Like no, no, no doubt on the heated water. Um, I don't yeah. mind if the water is heated or not, but it's the important thing is it's water. Yeah, and it's hella clean, and you use less. Just get papers. some wet wipes, you weirdos. <laughs> just, I mean, why? Why would I buy extra wet wipes when there's water already readily available, ready to shoot up my ass? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to go directly up your asshole. Yeah. I think you, you know just, you can aim, but then you're just splashing it all over your ass, all over the. Toilet. Then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. Like, I just see Matt like sitting on the toilet, like water shooting up around him. Like, ah, turn it off. Actually, that happened like, once to my daughter when she wasn't. Normally, Aww. she sits on the toilet with this little like a like child adapter thing, frog, right, right, frog looking toilet seat. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, but one time she was like, I don't need that anymore, and she sat on the toilet. Then when she turned on the washlet, it just sprayed up her back. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Daddy, oh, help. <laughs> and you were like, "Sorry, I can't stop rolling on the floor." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, washlets of a jam, uh, and they're actually an American invention, apparently. What? But yeah, they. But they didn't. Nobody wanted them in America because. Ah, of, I because, wonder fucking why. Because they're all like, like because uh, they're all like, oh, what's this weird feeling? No, what's, 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 what's this my weird ass? clean they're feeling? All prudes, I don't like- that's what. It, uh, they're just American prudes. And uh, so they brought it over to Japan, and Japan, much like 7-Eleven, Japan embraced it and made it their own. Oh, God. Embraced the water. That's right. Yep. Bum. That's right. Have you ever hit the the ladies' bidet button by accident? No. No. It's because hilarious. then it's going to spray at your testicles. It's, it's hilarious. It's a hell of a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's like a, oh, that's not where that's supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. 
Alright, everybody, thank you for listening. I hope you learned a lot. <laughs> this has been Ikinari Podcast. Boom, boom. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>